You're going to get fired. You're going to be in so much trouble. Yes, I want the Maserati. Yes, I want the Academy Award. I wanted it when I was 12, and I still want it to this day. Hey, guys. Welcome back to The Dev Show. Now, you've seen or heard a phone call with Carol Burnett, and this was amazing. It was a great experience, and I'm not done with that series, so today you're going to be listening to and watching me hold the phone while I'm talking to Connie Francis. Connie Francis is a legend. Now, I am also testing some things out with the lighting situation. It's not appearing to be the greatest, and I'm also framed differently. I'm just testing a lot of different things out. Hi, Jimmy. Hi, Connie. How, how are you? Today? Fine. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, it's so Good. great that you decided to join me. Thank you. My pleasure. I wanted to tell you a little bit about uh, my show and what we do before we get started, just so you know. Um, so I'm 17, and I decided to reach out to different actors and singers from all kinds of careers. Uh, I talked with Carol Burnett and uh, Ed Asner. So just really trying to reach out to people who have a story to tell. And I wanted to hear your story from directly from you and uh, get some advice that you would have for uh, the youth or some aspiring singers of today. Then I have some other questions I'd ask as well. You're 17 years old? Yes, yeah, I'm 17. Congratulations, it's wonderful. Thank you. That's the kind of unique part about it is that my age and not a lot of people my age are doing stuff like this, right? I didn't know that. Do you think you'd be able to tell me a little bit about how you got started in, in music? Well, it was really my father uh, was a stage father and he had me yeah. taking accordion lessons at the age of three and I gave my first concert at the age of four playing the accordion and singing O Sole Mio in Italian and uh, Anchors Away. That was my first concert at the age of four. Wow. You said you were singing in Italian, and I heard that you you sang in quite quite a few languages. What? How many languages did you know how to sing? Twelve. Twelve languages? Mm-hmm. Wow. Did you have an idol, someone that you looked up to when you were a little girl? Yes, Judy Garland. Awesome. Did you have a, a favorite song that you've ever recorded? I think Mama was the song that meant the most to more people around the world than anything I've ever recorded. You must do a lot of research, Devin. There is a lot of research. I have a I have a paper in front of me with a, a lot of the research that I've done. And it's very interesting doing doing the research and learning these things. You had mentioned that your father was a, a stage father, and and what was that like at a young age, being on the go and and on stage? Did you did you love it, or were you doing it more so for your father? I was doing it for my father, but I also loved it. At six months old, I was singing. Oh. And my first words were radio. After Mama mm. and, and Daddy, my first my first words were radio. I wanted to hear music all the time at six months of age. And you did pretty well in the, in that department, didn't you? I did fairly well. So I was wondering, um, 
when I go online and I see how how many records you sold and how successful you were in the era of of Elvis Presley, I, I was just curious if you ever exchanged any words with Elvis. Well, there was not exactly exchanged words, but as a matter of fact, when Elvis was doing his movies at MGM, I was doing my movies too, and the fact that we never met was amazing. But one night in Las Vegas, he and his Memphis Mafia, they were called, came to my show and they were sitting ringside and they seemed to be enjoying the show. And when I got to the song Mama, Elvis started crying and he ran out of the theater. And the next day he sent me two dozen yellow roses with a note of apology that the song touched him so much because he had just lost his mother. How did that make you feel when you received that? Wonderful. It was a wonderful feeling. I want to talk a little bit about your movie career as well, because you'd mentioned that you had, you had filmed with MGM. What do you think when you look back on your, on your movie career? What do you think? I hated the movies. I had, I had read that. After Where the Boys Are, it was downhill all the way. I did four horrendous movies for MGM, and when they're shown on television, I make sure that, I'm not, that, I, that I don't tune in. Yeah, I had seen you did an interview, and you you expressed how you you wish you wish you could burn all of the movies that you were in. right. Exactly. <laughs> Do you have any good memories of of doing the movies? Anything that? Oh, I enjoyed doing the movies, but mm -hmm. I, they they were just so, so horrendous. Right. That's fair. I also want to talk a little bit about uh, traveling because you traveled the the world, and I wanted to know what your favorite places to see were through your travels because I also want to travel and I, I like hearing where other people have enjoyed seeing. So what, what did you enjoy? Second to none, Italy. Italy? Mm-hmm. I hear a lot Italy of good things about Italy. Italy is beautiful country in the world. And it's when not you... just because I'm Italian. <laughs> where I live in Niagara Falls, I, I live in Niagara Falls, Canada. A lot of people in Niagara Falls are from Italy and go back and forth to Italy. And I have a few friends in in Sicily, so it's definitely on my uh, list of places that I want to list. see. Oh yeah, on my bucket list. How old were you when you first visited Italy? Uh, I was twenty-one. Twenty-one. I'll never forget. I felt as if I were coming home. So it was sad when you left. I, they couldn't get me to leave. Oh, no. My manager and my mother and father had to fly to Italy to take me home because I missed two important engagements, and I never did that. But I just didn't want to leave Italy. Yeah. Are there any other places that I should keep in mind? Um, Hawaii. I love Hawaii. I think that's the second most beautiful place next to Italy. And Lake Tahoe is gorgeous. All right, right on. Awesome. Are there any places that you haven't seen that you'd still like to see? China and India. China, India. And what what attracts you to those places? Well, they're interesting places. And the fact that my records sold so many, I sold so many records there. 
uh, made it very interesting for me. Um, but I I just wanted to to taste the culture there, and I never got to do that. You know, they make more movies in India than they make in, in the United States every year. Yeah, Bollywood. Mm-hmm. Right on. And out of curiosity, have you seen the Niagara Falls? Have I seen Niagara Falls? Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I did a t- television special up there. Yes. I loved it. It's beautiful. I heard that you now live in Florida, right? I love Florida. I'd rather live in no other place. So what attracted you to move from New Jersey to, to Florida? Well, I, I actually... Uh, with the movie where the boys are, I actually put Fort Lauderdale on the map. So yeah. uh, I I I felt an affinity for for Florida, but I always looked forward to coming to Florida in, in, in the throes of winter. And I would get off the plane, and I always I would book myself in Florida uh, in the winter time because you get off the plane and arrive in this balmy, gorgeous weather like no other. And every day is summer here. Not not the past few months, it's been raining the past few months. But otherwise every day is summer here. I love it. So not a big not a big snow fan then? I mean I know it snows a lot in Jersey, right? It snows a lot in Jersey. Yeah. Not a big snow fan, no. It's the same up here in Niagara. We get snow six months out of the year, so I might consider moving down there myself. <laughs> Not a bad idea. Then I wanted to ask about uh, about venues. Are there any venues that stick out in your memory? Vietnam. My experience in Vietnam entertaining our troops was by far the most incredible experience of my life. It must have been a moving experience. Yes, it was. I never felt more needed in my life. How was it received when you were in Vietnam? They were wonderful. Yeah. In the midst of war, they were wonderful. I was opposed to the war, but I didn't mention that uh, publicly um, for political reasons. Um, But um, certainly I'm glad that I went to Vietnam to entertain our troops, and I wish that more people had. So I know that you did a lot of work with veterans and for veteran awareness and for the success of, of veterans in America post-war. Um, how has that journey helped guide you through these years of your life? Well, I always was very conscious of the troops, and my father instilled that on me. When I was 10 years old, he would drive me with, with any within any distance of my house to any a veteran's hospital where I would perform and I would sing and play my accordion for for the recovering veterans. And uh, I was always very conscious of our need to uh, support our troops. I know that it's been hard through COVID, especially because we haven't been able to do anything. But recently, what have you been working on? Well, uh, before COVID, whatever veterans uh, function I, I was invited to, I appeared at on Memorial Day, on Veterans Day. On, I did a special 
uh, a telethon in 2011 uh, for our troops suffering from PTSD and traumatic brain injuries. Wow. So um, thanks you for uh, talking about that with me. I, I did have want to talk about that. Um, and if you had a message for uh, the younger generation about supporting our veterans, uh, what would you say to them? Uh, we owe them our lives. And mm-hmm. um, I think that anyone that devotes themselves to service deserves to be treated a lot better than they are. Absolutely. How has your relationship with your fans helped uh, persisted through the years? My friends are my closest friends. People who started out as fans are now my closest friends. In fact, one is visiting me for three months right now. He started out as a fan and became a friend. And mm. uh, they've been loyal throughout the years like no other fans I've ever known other people to have. That is a priceless thing that you can you cannot have. It is priceless. And before before we wrap up, Kanye, I wanted to hear right from you what you would say to that three year old girl, that four year old girl, girls of any age that are aspiring to do something remotely like what you did, what would you say to them? Well, first of all, you have to have a lot of ambition. And you have to be able to take rejection because you're going to hear a lot of rejection before you hear any approval. And uh, you have to be able to withstand that. And it's not easy. And your chances of success are, are not very good. So you have to be able to Take disappointment too, because once you've been in show business as a young person, to uh, not be able to do that for your whole life is very disappointing. Because there's nothing that can compare to it. Thank you so much for for joining me and and giving me this insight. I really appreciate you coming on the show. My pleasure, Devin. Good luck with your show. Oh, thank you so much. It's been such a journey and um being able to speak to people like you is what i what inspires me and we're trying to inspire younger younger audiences so uh yeah it, it does mean a lot to me i will i'll let you go now but um i hope you have a good rest of your your year thank you very much Jenny. all right connie it was nice talking to you bye-bye bye-bye and that was a phone call with Connie Francis. That was amazing. Um, very inspiring. Uh, a lot of good messages, uh, values, and things that you have to consider when you live in today's society, when you want to become a singer, um, supporting troops and veterans and her experiences in Vietnam really touched me. Um,
Thanks for watching this episode of The Dev Show. Thanks for watching this episode of A Phone Call With. And uh, I'm excited, super excited to announce that uh, the next episode of A Phone Call With is A Phone Call With Brenda Lee. You know Brenda Lee as the Christmas Carol Queen. She sings rocking around the Christmas tree. You guys know it. Home Alone. Uh, as, um, as well as so many other songs. I'm drinking my Timmy's. Uh, I can't wait to bring that to you as well. I hope you enjoyed this video. I hope that you took something out of it. Make sure you check out some of our other videos. Like I said, we talked to Carol Burnett, Ed Asner, Michael Dante, Mitchell Ryan, uh, Lois Lowry. So many amazing, amazing people that you can learn from. And you can also check out my documentary, Persist, Pursue, and Carry On. That's a documentary speaking with veteran actors, actresses, baseball players, singers, veterans. World War II veteran, uh, Ashley Bryan. Uh, so without anything else being said, my name's Dev. This is The Dev Show. This has been a phone call with Connie Francis, and I'm out.